want to welcome you to the show. We have the one and only two-time Grammy award-winning producer, Drummer Boy. Drummer Boy, what's going on, man? What's good, my bro? Congratulations on all your accolades. And I heard that you're working on a new album, Drummer Boy and Friends. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. New single out right now called Wake Up featuring Collision and Lil Got It. We just dropped a lyric video, getting together with the guys to, to plan the actual video as well, coming up soon. The first single was Still Can't Believe It featuring Derez Deshaun. And we and, can uh, find that. We can find that on all platforms. Yeah, all platforms. And then you can um, check out the making of, which I made the beat with Scott Storch in Scott Storch's house. So that was pretty dope having Derez come through. And you get to see kind of the process of how we, how we work live in the studio. Do you feel as though that more producers should really link up and collaborate in this game of hip hop? Because I, I feel as though there's too many producers that are protective of their own craft and they feel as though they just want to keep their creativity to themselves and music. Yeah, collab is always dope, you know what I mean? And, you know, the more minds in one room, you know, the, the better the chances of just making something like super special and like timeless and that lasts forever. You know what I mean? I always tell people I'd rather have 12% of a billion then you know 100 percent of nothing yeah so get to shaking something that's what drummer produced it for hey yeah <laughs> boy man how do you look back on that lyric now knowing that drake is the biggest artist in the game uh it's a blessing man you know what i mean to just come through for guys you know what i mean especially during the birth of their career uh in moments where they're you know i mean trying to find their sound and really, you know, uh, figure out what label they're going to go through and whatnot. So it's always like just that come up, you know what I mean? From the bottom, like being able to work with Drake from the bottom, uh, it's definitely been special. And, and, you know, shout out to Dennis, um, you know, his father's a good friend of mine out of Memphis, Tennessee. So shout out to pops. Yeah. Shout out to him. And there was so much adversity that Drake was going through in the beginning of his career. Did you see it that he was going to blow up? Because when I was young and in middle school and listening to Thank Me Later and So Far Gone, I had all these people telling me, Drake, he's too soft. He's not going to do anything in this game. And all of a sudden becomes the biggest artist. Did you see this potential when you were working with him? Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. He came in the studio and we did Money to Blow in like 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? I played five beats. We were at Hot Beat Studio and he went through some beats. And he was like, yo, pull that up right quick. He goes in the booth, drops the hook and just like, instantly i got money to blow getting it in like i it's just dope seeing guys and working with guys who know what they want can deliver their sound and then he was out of there you know what i mean i don't even think he copied the session to his drive it was really bird man that called me like a year later like yo uh, we, we need this record i'm gonna put my verse on it i'm gonna put wayne on it and the rest was history so it still took the business behind it to make a lot of things happen so you know, um, as far as his sound, as far as his his, you know, just seeing the his potential, definitely, and that that was the reason why I was willing to work with him. And money to blow is a money anthem. It's right up there. It's all about the Benjamins. When oh, we yeah. bring up those money anthems, really? it's right up there. Yeah. Classic hip hop. But no, we got to get into your beginnings because your mother was in the opera, and your father was in the orchestra. He was a clarinet player, and by the age of three, you had a recorder in your hand, and by the age of five, you had the, the clarinet in your hand. You're taking piano lessons at the age of six, so you come right. from a music background. Yeah, it's hard, man, not to come from music with my family, plus the blues, home of the blues, country right up the street, 3-6 Mafia, 8-Ball MJG, like just, you know what I mean? Just, you could go outside and hear music, you know what I mean? You, you Anywhere you go in Memphis, you're going to hear music. At the gas station, you're hearing music. In the grocery store, you're hearing, like, you know what I'm saying? So it just was, 
it kind of just was a pool to swim in since a kid. But you had a talent in basketball. Basketball was something that you wanted to do as a career, and eventually the music really took over. Yeah, it was like a it was a it was a dispute between the two. You know what I mean of 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 what I loved the most, but you know what I mean the music kind of just you know what I mean took me to a place that basketball wasn't gonna take me to. So I I, I had to be smart about like okay where I'm gonna make the most money at. And basketball, if we're talking about basketball, you actually had the opportunity to orchestrate in 2013 a halftime show for the Memphis Grizzlies. Oh, yeah. And I know I performed it. Oh, and you performed, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was cool. Um, Just being able to orchestrate a couple of the shows, perform at a couple of the shows, you know what I'm saying? Being one of the youngest uh, 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 people in in the city of Memphis, uh, floor season ticket holder. Uh, So just supporting my city, man, and putting on for my city. And you got that right. Who's your favorite Memphis Grizzly player of all time? Um, of all time, man, I have to say Zebo, man. That's my dog, for yeah. my dog Zach Randolph, man. Did you just him, him, and, him and Tony Allen, man? Him and, and Tony, Tony Allen. Allen is like, you know what I mean? Those guys, they just, they die hard Grizzly, you know what I mean? Like, they just want to forever be Memphis and, and will always be repping the city of Memphis. And speaking of Tony Allen and Zach Randolph, did you hear the breaking news today that the Grizzlies are retiring their numbers? Oh yeah, no, nah, that's yeah. huge. That's huge. Shout out to both of them, man. You have to. You yeah. know what I'm they 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 too well loved in our city, man. Number fifty, and uh, I forget Tony Allen number. It was number eight. What I think it? it was nine. I think it was nine, eight. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, those are the classic players, and you know, just getting into your time at college, at University of Memphis, you were basically during your off time in classes, you were visiting artists in the area in Memphis. You were linking up with, with people that you're meeting with in the industry. You had the opportunity to produce for Scarface, which is huge because that's a hip hop legend. Oh uh, yeah, no, nah, that was super cool. Bun B, Gangsta Boo, yep. uh, Player Fly. Um, and even one of the first guys I worked with in Atlanta, Pastor Troy, you know what I mean? He was putting on for the, for the, for the Georgia Bulldogs, you know what I'm saying? Real huge rapper of the city and, and state you know, of, of Georgia and just always, you know, down South Georgia boys, you know what I mean? So it was definitely working with Scarface, dope working with Pastor Troy and just a lot of those guys. Tila, another one of the OGs coming out of Memphis. What was it like working with Scarface? Because he is such a legend in this game. Scarface was classic, man. Just the yeah. bars. I was on a May album. I did a song for him called uh, Never. And uh, it was just, you know, a special opportunity, man, to just be able to deliver from him. And that was something special that I had cooked up going through the crates and, um, you know, just changing my sound up from just trap to like, okay, I can produce, you know, hip hop as well. That It's an interesting point that you bring up is that you can do b- both. You're versatile. How do you feel about the current state of hip hop? And, and what you did, I respect what you did because I enjoyed the, the hits that you made and, and you're from the South. My thing is, I grew up in New York, and we know how New York is. Everyone likes their boom bap. We like our lyrical hip hop. How do you feel, though, that the trap sound has just taken over everywhere? Because when we want to hear trap music, we want to think of down south. But when you hear it on the New York radio stations, the New York the New York artists are jacking the trap sound because they're from New York, but they're getting on the trap sound. How do you feel about that? Man, it's a blessing. It's like Michael so? Jackson doing the moonwalk and then the whole world want to moonwalk you know what i mean if you do a dance that's cool you make everybody want to do that dance if you do a beat that's trap and make everybody want to do trap what does that say about me Mm -hmm. 
You know what I mean? So, you know, I'm, I'm one of the trap founders. That's right. You know what I mean, of all the original drum patterns and what we've been doing for the past 20 years. So it's a blessing to, 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 to have that uh, hat and, it, you know, inspire so many people to want to be a part of the trap sound. Do you feel as though that you receive enough credit from the young and up and coming producers? Do you feel as though they acknowledge you as much because you are one of the founders of Trap, if not the main one? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, you yeah. got video out there with Metro Boom and saying, you know, how much of an inspiration I've been to him. Same for Mike Wills, same for Lex Luger, um, same for uh, Smoke Perk, uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Murder Beats. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Travis Scott, you know, has, 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 has you know, shouted out a couple things couple times as well so it's a blessing that you know just i didn't i didn't i didn't start this sound or even do anything to do with trap for a shout out or accolade you know what i mean it's all on the love it's all on the passion uh being creative is possible and inspiring as many people as possible so you know it's not about credit and accolades i i, I get the respect that i deserve you know what i'm saying and the gods you know they all pay they, they just do with drummer boy so i'm i'm good <laughs> And when doing my research of reading stuff online about you, there was a dispute that I was reading about you and your father because your father wanted you to finish at the university in Memphis and you wanted to go on and do your music and you eventually proved that I can blow up and I don't need college. And eventually this spawned you to create a scholarship with him. Oh yeah, like, you know, just giving back to the school. I grew up on the campus, you know what I'm saying? I always been a, a, a huge fan of Memphis State, now University of Memphis. Uh, the Tigers, you know what I mean? And it, it, it's just been fun growing up there, being a part of the organization, the the, the staff, the facility, the players, um, the relationships that I've gained over the years being at the campus. So I felt it was only right that I partnered with my dad and, you know, had a scholarship fund. Um, and, you know, just, just even the challenge that my dad made, like, you know what I mean? Um, I got actually got kicked out of University of Memphis for due to unattendance <laughs> back and forth in Atlanta. So he was like, man, I bet you $100,000, you know, or else you going back to school, you know what I mean? Since you this drummer boy, man, show me $100,000 in your bank account. I'm gonna give you a year. And within nine months, I showed my dad like a buck 50. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest has been history, man. We're like we became best friends ever since then. You know what I mean? And that put me in position to actually put the money up for my scholarship. And that's big time. That's a good thing that you do for the youth and giving back because I feel as though you reach out to young creatives. You care about the young creatives out there and music and producers because people like Brian Michael Cox took you in. Oh yeah, Brian Michael Cox, Jazzy Faye. And my big brother, Insane Wayne, he was making beats R.I.P. Uh, to him. But, you know, I mean, he grew up with Jazzy Faye. And uh, those are like, you know, some of the legends out of the city of Memphis that were doing it that I was looking up to. And if it wasn't for my big brother, I wouldn't have been in so many different studios. I never would have been on Tila album, never would have bumped into, you know, the people that I met. Um, you know what I mean? So it all starts with my big brother, man. R.I.P. Insane Wayne. Shout out to Jazzy Faye. Mm -hmm. And an early track we can acknowledge you for is the Tennessee Titans. That was a huge yeah. track just as a geographic standpoint. And if you think about it, you're also, I'm assuming, a Titans fan. Kevin Dyson, you can't forget that. Oh, yeah. They're that one yard away. That was our first year. Eddie George, actually. Yeah. But that was our first year in the uh, in the uh, Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was our first year as a team. Against then, the Rams. Yep. You know what I mean? Marshall Falk, Torrey Holt. You know what I mean? The classic Rams squad. But, uh, you know, we back. We back for this season, man, 2021, <laughs> 2022 season, man. We got Janoris Jenkins on defense, man. Clamps, 
you know what I mean? Mr. Clamps, yep. you feel me? <laughs> oh, man, Derrick Henry, of course, Julio Jones, A.J. Brown. It's going to be a fun year, man. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Derrick Henry, the best running back in the league for sure. Drum squad records, drum squad productions, drum squad films. You were starting to put all these things together a part of your own production label. And you become well-rounded in, in various forms of entertainment. So what made you want to create these many lanes for yourself and your own company? Um, I've always been with film. I actually just finished a movie score for Jeezy mm-hmm. um, that I'm working on. So I'm excited about that. And, um, you know, just just tying in different things as far as being able to express yourself, whether it's through book form, whether it's through documentary, series, TV, film, um, just being able to express yourself. And however I feel like I express myself, um, I do that. We did some work on Empire, too. Oh, yeah. Empire, some of everything. You know what I mean? That shoe carnival commercials, SMS headphone commercials, uh, working hand to hand with Beats by Dre. Uh, commercials and whatnot so it's definitely been a blessing more recently we did some stuff with pepsi uh, we did a pepsi commercial um and got a, got a lot of different uh movie scores and soundtracks on the way monica you also had the opportunity to do the show with monica oh yeah yeah definitely man a pleasure working with monica and uh always also did a movie score uh called holla two featuring uh vanessa bell calloway tiara marie omar gooding uh, being able to, you know, get that score under my belt at such an early age has definitely uh, put me on a platform to where I am today. And technology is what really keeps you going in this game. Oh, yeah, man. I just dropped my new app, Drummer Boy, the official app, which is in the App Store and Google Play. So definitely down that right now. Download that right now. Uh, we, we got a beat auction um, going on in a new app. You can get exclusive content. You can also check out our new podcast that I started called Beauty and the Beats with my co-host, uh, Jessica Dime Peace from Memphis. And what, what do you cover on that podcast so people can go tune in and listen? I want to make sure that they know what you guys talk about so we can get that coverage for you. Oh, yeah, man. We really talking about just the struggle, the ups and downs of the industry, whatever industry that that particular person is in. Um, how they got to where they are, uh, a lot of the trials and tribulations throughout the process, as well as, you know, some of your craziest moments um, and just, you know, advice for the upcomers that are in that field. Mm -hmm. What was the most difficult down that you experienced through this industry? Because this is a story that you could tell that can inspire all the young creatives listening to say that this is drummer boy. Look at all that I've accomplished. This was my down and my low point, but I overcame it and did it with greater things. Um, I would say my one of my biggest down points would be, man, seeing a bill that you owe for like 500, 550,000. You know what I mean? Like, man, you owe over a half a million dollars in taxes and then getting the knowledge and then doing the due diligence and the research behind those accountants that may or may not have 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 fucked up, you know, in so many words uh, and then fixing the issue and becoming coming up with a resolution for that issue. And I think, you know, a lot of people don't think, okay, yeah, I'm making my money, I'm doing what I want, but they don't save or put that the money that's for taxes in a account strictly for taxes. And then we we wait to the end of the year to pay a bill and you forget, damn, I made five million, I made six million, and you owe half a million at the end of the year. You know what I mean? So you know, it's all about having the right accountant, you know what I mean, in, in position and in place. 
and that's important to learn from is there's so many finances that go on in this game and you hear struggles of, of artists even going bankrupt, especially even if they sign with a, a record label that just takes all their money from them. They sign their publishing away. You hear a lot about these artists. Oh yeah. Or, or guys who don't even have publishing, like imagine producing a hit record. You, you, you would have had 2 million to 3 million had you done your split sheets or had you had a entertainment lawyer to help negotiate your contract. But imagine doing, getting doing a song for two or three thousand so yeah you got paid up front but nothing on the back end so you know what i mean for me luckily having my business in place has allowed me to bounce back and be able to eat those bills and still say okay you know what i learned from this i can do better on this da 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 because basically penalties and interest is the kicker yeah you know what i mean but you know having that cpa having that that accountant in place uh, definitely put me on cruise control um, and still gaining altitude. Put on standing ovation. Look at my dab. All the hits that you produced. Th- those were the three ones I think I, that really cemented your career in this industry. But what is your favorite production of all time? Um, I would say Here I Am, Rick Ross, Nelly, Avery Storm. That was one of the first songs that my mom called me like, baby, I like this one. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> You make your mom proud, you know what I'm saying? Um, and just making music that the world can listen to, not just trap, because everybody was trying to kind of categorize me as a trap producer when I come from orchestra. So they're not familiar with the strings, the bass, the guitars, and all of that piano and whatnot. So I was like, let me let me demonstrate a little something different. I did that same thing with You Ain't Missing Nothing on uh, T.I. Paper Trail. And that's also Whitney Houston's uh, single Salute. So mm-hmm. just having Whitney Houston under my belt. Is it's been a huge blessing. Yeah, oh, oh, that is, and you know, I heard the story about the R. Kelly with that whole situation with him taking the beat. Oh yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. And it certain things like when you understand that God is real, karma and the <laughs> spirit and the energy is so much more powerful than than the accolades. Uh, and you know, just as God can give you a gift, he can take it away from you, you know, and you know, it's, it's, it's so precious, like these plaques on the wall. Yeah, that's cool. This house I'm living in the car drive, all that's cool, but I've always kept my spirit. I've always kept my integrity and I've always kept my character as a man. And I think as, as from my fan base, um, and, and just for me to look at myself in the mirror outside of who's paying attention or who's watching, just looking at myself in the mirror. I'm happy. You know what I mean? And I know spiritually I produced Whitney Houston's Salute. And that's, that would be my first woman plaque on the wall. But it's bigger than having a plaque. It's bigger than having accolades or the money. I got Whitney's spirit. You know what I mean? And that was Whitney told R. Kelly just because, you know, R. Kelly wrote the record. I produced the music. And uh, he took his band and replayed my music, but go listen to Whitney Houston, You Ain't Missing Nothing. And then go listen to, I mean, go listen to T.I., You Ain't Missing Nothing. And then go listen to Whitney Houston, Salute. The exact same thing. Yeah. And at that particular time, everybody was protecting R. Kelly or didn't want an issue or whatnot. And everybody's trying to smooth it over. And I don't even have no beef or no issue with bro. Like, but, look at what's going on with his life you know what i mean and you done made over 200 million dollars and you somewhere you don't want to be 
Like just as God can give you that gift, he can take it away from you, man. So don't, don't lie or say you did some shit and you didn't. Don't put your name on something that you didn't do. You know what I mean? For the fans watching, like, you know what I mean? Because the spirit, the energy, and the karma is real, bro. Yeah. I think he's facing some real karma right now. It's a shame because, you know, we you can't deny the talent at the same time because this is people, like, we call him the king of R&B. It's a shame. Oh, yeah. But, you know, man, much, much, much respect and, 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 and love and still sending prayers to bro. You know what I mean? I hope he can figure out some kind of way to make it out of that situation. Yeah. Um, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, uh, it's, it is what it is, man. R.I.P. Whitney Houston, man. We love yeah. <laughs> Legendary. That's that's a that's one hell of an accolade for your career. But I remember when No Hands Drop, and you still look at the videos today and all the comments. This is a party anthem. This song was played at every party, every club around the world. And this is Waka Flocka. This is the Waka Flocka era. This was a big time in music in those t- late 2000s, I'd say. 2000s oh, yeah. era, early 2010s. Oh yeah, you know what I'm saying? Definitely a, a party starter and, and been a huge record for uh, just so many different stories of people's lives. Like, you know what I mean? Throughout their chapters of partying through high school or college or even adulthood. Um, it's so many people that just give me moments or be like, man, when I hear that song, I remember when I was doing this. Or I remember I was at this party. I remember, you know what I mean? So you definitely have a lot of memories. Uh, to no hands. Shout out to Roscoe Dash. Shout out to Reese. I just gifted Reese and my squeak manager their first plaques for the no hands plaque, uh, which is now three times platinum. So it's definitely dope getting to management their plaques finally over over the ten year period. Man, and shout out to the fans, man, for pumping that record. Yeah, that that's a huge record. But something that's really impressive about you is that you can rap because you have a lot of producers in this game who went through a lot of adversity. And Kanye was kind of one of those producers that broke the mold of saying, hey, I can produce, but I can spit some bars. And you were able to do that. Do you feel as though that it was easy for you to break through because you had producers like Kanye that did it? Um, I think, honestly, you know, it's about expressing yourself. And for me, like Dr. Dre was the first rapper that I saw rapping, you know what I'm saying? Even right. Jermaine Dupree. You know what I mean? Even Swiss beats, you know what I mean? So to me, all of the top producers that you name, they rap. Yeah. Whether it was Manny Fresh, Kanye, Travis Scott, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Pharrell, he gonna sing and he gonna be vo- vocal some kind of way. Even Jazzy Faye, he wasn't a rapper, but he was singing and doing the hooks and whatnot. And I think by being an artist, now you see me. Being an artist, now you hear me. And then, you know, now the sponsorships, the endorsements and all of the other things kick in because you're not just this kid behind the board. You know what I mean? So it's, 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 it, it helps establish so many other things uh, and allows you to, you know, put yourself on different uh, platforms. And we talk about technology because technology just keeps advancing every day, every day. You're a producer. You come from the orchestra and musical background. How do you feel about producers having it so easy nowadays? You could just pull up an app and, and you have all the drums made for you and you just place yeah. everything together. <laughs> I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you're still pulling somebody's energy. Mm-hmm. Whoever actually made those patterns, you're pulling in their spirit into your, 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 your cup of tea. You know what I mean? And you... It, it goes both ways. It's like, you know what I'm saying? It's more producers producing and it's more people who have a, a way out. 
so to speak. It's like basketball. It was a way out. It was like, okay, I can start playing basketball and maybe make it to the NBA. You know what I mean? I can pull these different loops together and da 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 and maybe get a hit single. You know what I mean? But when Beyonce puts you on the spot or, you know, Kendrick Lamar, you know what I mean? At some point, it's going to be a curve. You know what I mean? And you got to know what you're doing. It's no, even with all the cheat codes, my biggest records have come from when it was original. And I can make it all original because that that when I when I make it original, nobody else has done it. And that's why my music stays as timeless as it does, because I'm the first one to do what I do. And whatever I'm gonna do, I'm gonna be the first one to do it. You know what I mean? And I, I think that's why, you know, the music is so timeless. And like guys like Quincy Jones, guys like Dallas Austin, and you know, Isaac Hayes. You know, those I always wanted to be in that lane. Like I can, I can put together a band. You know what I mean? And you know, I can, I can go do this movie score. I can go do this commercial and still do trap. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, it's I'm picking up other checks that can't nobody else pick up, or it's only a few other people picking up. You know what I mean? Which it's infinite amount of money. So it's like, you know what I mean? At the end of the day, it's not about the money. It's about, you know, the passion and doing what you love to do. If putting together mini loops is what you love to do, keep doing it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As long as you're having fun, you're living life, bro, it's, it's so many lanes for us to drive. You know, yeah. I'm a Bogart in any lane I'm in, so it don't even matter, man. I'm going to get mine. <laughs> you got that right. And you brought up Beyonce before. Beyonce is your number one singer that you want to work with that's the number yeah, one artist that's your that's top that. one that, that all the other artists that you've wor- worked with you've pretty much worked with everyone but beyonce really, is someone that you have beyonce is like that's the queen right you know what i'm saying so you want to work with beyonce i say outside of that new artist um lma her summer walker how about some of the the mcs in new york you had the griselda guys oh yeah you know what i'm saying I'm definitely uh blessed to be able to have worked with jada you know what I'm saying, man? We did uh, Addicted, you know, getting Jada on the trap. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Young Dolph featuring Jada Kiss, you know what I'm saying? That was fun. Um, and uh, definitely just to say I'm cool with Buster Rhymes, you know what I'm saying? And just the OGs, Puff, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Um, and met Jay once when I was a lot young. I think I was like 19 or 20. But um, the the young guys, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to New York, you know what I mean? Definitely, man, let's let's, let's make some plays, man. Let's get in there. Yeah, <laughs> you got that right. Now, the story when you met Jay-Z the first time, was this during his, his volume era? When you were dropping volume one and two? in Chicago. He was, on a, uh, he was on a tour and it was a show. Uh, I forget where it was at, but we waited outside the hotel where they were staying at literally like six hours until they got back. And uh, I met Bleak, met Jay-Z, Dame, and man, the whole rock. At this time, I ain't had no cameraman around me or none of that, you know what I mean? But uh, everybody was just super mad humble and just like, man, keep doing what you're doing, you know what I'm saying? Maybe we'll work, you know what I mean? Maybe we'll work. House of Hits, we gotta get into this. Oh yeah, man, you definitely gotta stop through. House of Hits, boutique, one-stop shop. We got the barber shop. We got all of the latest fashion, you know what I'm saying? The shoes, the clothes all the latest gear, um, check out the website, 
houseoffresh.online and follow us on Instagram at houseoffreshatl. No, you, you got a lot going on here, but the, the Grammys, I want to get into your Grammy Awards because you won two Grammy Awards and this was from doing work with Usher. Yep, the Usher vs. Raymond album. Uh, that album um, picked up two Grammys and um, I did a record on there called Stranger, mm -hmm. which was, was you know, a surprise to me that I even made the album, but they were like, man, everybody loves the records you did. Da, 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 da. It made the album and it actually made the Versus album first. Uh, which on eventually ended up on uh, Raymond versus Raymond, the, the the deluxe album. You've already won two Grammys throughout your career. What is that accolade that you want most? You want you want the feats? Do you want the work with Beyonce? You have the two Grammys already. What's something that you want to achieve in your career that's most important to you at this point because you've achieved a lot already? I think at this point it's about building my own artists. You know what I mean? And putting on putting putting out a platinum artist under Drum Squad Records, my label. Um, and and turning Drum Squad Records into the next Def Jam. That's big time. Now, when you go and search for artists, how do you usually judge them? Are you judging based on, because today's a number game as far as social media goes with artists, or do, do you go off of how, what they're doing in numbers or more of the talent per se, because you're someone that comes from a talented background? I just go from what's meant. If it's, you know what I mean? It's more so of a mint, the spirit, the energy, and, Excuse me. Honestly, working with people that believe in themselves more than like it's a lot of times I believe in artists more than they believe in themselves. So it's, it's, it's got to be some equality to that. As much as I believe in you, you have to match that same intensity. And if I don't have that match, then I can't it, it keep going. Like I know I believe in everything that feels right with 100 percent. So I have to be matched. And it's almost like with anything else, a great marriage, you meet your match. Yeah, you got that right. Drummer Boy, is there anything else you would love to let the audience know? I know you got Drummer Boy and Friends coming. You have a lot of works coming, soundtracks. Anything else you want to let the audience know? Man, follow the YouTube channel, my official YouTube channel, Drum Squad TV. Down, uh, subscribe and uh, get my new app, Drummer Boy, the official app, you know what I'm saying, in App Store and Google Play. You got that right. And, and let them know they can follow you on Instagram. And that is at Drummer Boy Fresh. Yep. At Drummer Boy Fresh. Yes, sir. Drummer Boy, I want to thank you for coming on the show today, man. I, I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. And I, you dropped a lot of gems here for the audience. I appreciate it. Anytime you need anything from me, I'll get the new album in the rotation as soon as it drops. And I'll get the new singles in as well. Yes, sir, man. Yeah. Wake up. New single featuring Collision and Lil Got It. Go get that. No doubt. All right, drummer boy, I want you to enjoy the rest of your day and take care, man. All right, bro. Respect. Yeah. Peace.